Hi friends, it is Monday, July 6th. My name is Nessa Kessinger. I go by Nessa K. I don't know that I've ever said my, <laughs> my last name on here. That's just how I wanted to start. I'm like, let's do things differently in a way that doesn't matter. Today we are going to be talking a little bit about an annual plan. We're going to talk a little bit about some current events, just touching on them. I swear we won't go that into them because this wouldn't be a 10 minute podcast. This would be much longer. And just kind of uh, where I'm at with my business this summer because it has been a weird one. So right now, as of this moment, I only have, I think, six weddings left to shoot this year, which is crazy because the last wedding that I shot was the end of February. It's been such a weird place to be in. And I I know that I I said this last time, but just for a refresher, I always felt like if I wasn't able to make money with wedding photography, my backup plan was just to get another job. And that isn't an option right now, but it has been really interesting to see the ways that me having this extra time has ended up working out. The thing that surprised me the most is that I developed an even more strict schedule than I had whenever I was self-employed and I had things to do. Because one thing that is cool about weddings and portraits is that it does give you some structure in that you have to deliver whatever's in your queue at a certain time. So as much as we like to think that we set our own deadlines, we kind of don't. Our workload is dictated by what we have left in our queue. And obviously with running a business, there's like an, an unending number of things that you could potentially be working on. But one thing that I've been doing, and I know I say this every time, is I've just been doing a ton of focus mates. They completely structure my day. So I do my first one at 10 a.m., my second one at 11.15, one at 12.30, one at 2, 3, 4, and then I'm usually done for the day. And since I don't have things to edit, the things that I've been filling my time with have been things like catching up on blogging. So the last thing that I shared was a personal post. I think it's really important for you to continue to share work so that people can keep finding you. It's good for SEO for you to be updating your website. I also know from doing the portfolio reviews that everybody has weddings that they're sitting on that they're just waiting to blog. And now is a great time to be doing that because you have time to do it right. So every time that I have a blog post, I have a list of things that I'm doing. I'm making sure that I'm using my Yoast plugin for SEO and that I'm turning it green. I'm making sure that I'm hitting every item on my to-do list. So I have a blog post to-do list that says write it out first. So the first thing that I do is I write it out because the last thing that I want to do is write stuff. Like I'm like, I already took the pictures and I like put them all together and I picked the right ones and I've been working on this for two hours and then I write like a paragraph. But really the thing that helps with SEO is making sure that you have some words that are dedicated to the pictures that you've taken that will help Google see the things that you've been taking pictures of. So the first thing that I do is I write it out. Then I wanna make sure that I'm using lots of transitional images, that I'm grouping my black and whites together. I want to make sure that my eye isn't just going straight down the middle of the page. I wanna make sure that I'm doing left, right, then center, and making sure that I'm creating good flow so it's not really easy for somebody to scroll really, really fast on my blog post. Uh, One thing that Yoast is really big into is making sure that you are linking to outside sources. So if I can link to a vendor or two or five, then I think that's really helpful. And I'm always making sure to link back to some internal blog post too. And the last thing that I wanna do is take three images from that and upload it to Planoly or post it on Instagram so people know you blog because nobody uses RSS feeders anymore. 
apparently. Just me, just me. One of the things that I just blogged was a personal post and you know if you've ever been to a conference that people always talk about how your personal work is really important for booking new clients so that they can get a different view of how your vision can transpire in photography. So I ended up posting travel photos from Paris and even if it doesn't inspire somebody to book me because they're like, oh, I want my images to look like that. I think it's really nice to remind people of who you are. And so I did include some of the unflattering or funny pictures that Sam took of me in Paris because I liked them and I think it humanizes me and hopefully people feel like they can get to know me a little bit better by looking through these posts. And if you remember from earlier this year, I made a vision board of all of the things that I wanted to accomplish this year or things that I wanted to manifest into my, I don't really know what it's for. <laughs> I, I still, I think, I think the idea is that you're making something that you want your life to sort of look like um, or maybe that's just what I did because I mostly did pictures instead of words. But I ended up putting together a, an annual plan for what I wanted my business to look like in one year. I know we've talked about it before. I'm not a person that does a ton of planning. I am really good at rolling with the punches and kind of like, oh, I guess that's working. I'll do more of that and sort of letting that guide my business a little bit. Recognizing my strengths as they come up, but not really thinking about it. And anyway, so I decided that I was going to write up an annual plan and my brain is on fire. I said that I was going to talk about this in a podcast, but I am so excited about it. I'm just going to make it a full-on Patreon video. I'm so excited. I did it because I was following along with a YouTube video about steps that a creator should follow whenever they're making an annual plan. And I realized that I was leaving a lot of things to chance because my business wasn't really setting long-term goals. Sometimes when I achieve things, I'm like, huh, that worked. And so this is really nice because it gives you ways for you to notice patterns and it helps you to break down the bigger goals that you want into smaller achievable ones. Anyway, I'm going to talk about that in a Patreon video just because I'm, I'm so excited to talk to you guys about it. I'm just really jazzed to share all of my aha moments because there were so many when I was watching this video and then I just brain dumped, just vomited all of my ideas for I think like 45 minutes. I used up almost an entire focus mate just writing and one thing that I will share just because it was like, it was my biggest takeaway was noticing the swings that businesses take when you're a creative person, you take a lot of swings. Sometimes it's a swing and a miss, but being able to recognize that and recognize when things work and giving yourself more credit and going towards that more, recognizing, huh, this is being well-received and sort of pushing that was a really great moment for me because I, I don't do those kind of retrospectives on a really mindful level. Like if something works, then I might do it again. I put together a template for Instagram. It was just like a, a cool way for you to swipe through your images so that you can show more than one image. And a bunch of people were like, oh my God, this looks awesome. This looks so cool. And I was like, thanks. And that was as far as I was gonna let it go until I ended up doing the annual plan and they started talking about doing retrospectives where you look back things you've done and push ideas whenever they're more successful. So anyway, I thought that was cool. And I was like, you know what? That was an idea that people seem to really like. So I think I'm gonna do a couple more of them. And another thing that I'm gonna be doing on Patreon is just giving out some of the ones that I'm putting together because I wanna see other people use them because I also really like looking through images in that format. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'll go ahead and link below. I feel like I'm not doing a good job describing images that's why I'm a photographer and not a writer. <laughs> 
I'm not so good with the talky talk sometimes. Anyway, since I don't have a lot of shoots or weddings or anything happening right now, a lot of what I'm doing with my business is just putting it in planning mode. I'm making sure that I'm really on top of new client inquiries. I'm making sure that I am giving myself lots of flexibility so I can schedule around anybody's schedule. And another thing that I've been doing that I sort of wanted to end on so that way I can direct you guys immediately to the resources. So as soon as you so as soon as you're done listening to this, hopefully you can go and check those out, is I've been educating myself on the systematic racism that exists in America and learning about black experiences. And I have some links that I think will be really interesting. I had a chance to watch a YouTube video called Uncomfortable Conversations on Inequality in the Wedding Industry. And it was uh, Jasmine Smith, Sugar Taylor, Kay Wooten, and Alex Hammond. It's two planners and a wedding caterer and the creator of DC Wedding Week, which I was on a panel for last year. and. Just just a great group of ladies and it was so eye-opening to listen to them talk about things that have happened to them at weddings and how they think other vendors could help and how the wedding industry has its own issues. So it's really difficult to see big systematic changes that need to be taken, but it was really nice to walk away from with some actionable items. So I'm going to link you to that series. It's ongoing, so I think there are three of them right now. There's also a great article called People Are Not Props and How to Avoid Tokenism in Your Portfolio. It was put up by Catalyst Wedding Co. I wanna say it was like two years ago. I felt like it was older than that because I thought that I saw it on Facebook ages ago, but it's a great article. It's one thing that you can do now with your portfolio is making sure that you're being really inclusive. Another thing that we can do is make sure that we are only supporting wedding blogs that are inclusive. And this is a fight that Alicia Wiley, who is a local Baltimore photographer, has been championing for years. And I know that it's cost her clients because she's been very vocal about having an inclusive portfolio and calling out wedding blogs as a result. And it's been nice to see changes. I feel like some wedding blogs have said that they were going to step up to the plate. I know it's our job to hold them accountable but it has been kind of inspiring to think that change is going to come. But in the meantime, make sure that you read People Are Not Props and make sure that they're not just giving lip service and that they're not just going to go back to things being how they were before. And it also made me think on an even smaller scale, I give gifts to my clients that have some local gifts in them because I really want to show Baltimore because I love Baltimore, but Baltimore is only 50% white. So I can definitely make more of a conscious effort on my part to include a more diverse box of gifts and make sure that I'm including gifts from Black-owned businesses in Baltimore too. If you are still listening to this, hi, I love you. I hope you are feeling okay. I know it's been such a difficult month for everyone. We are still stuck inside. And on top of that, there's also still rescheduling and postponing. In the past couple of days, I had four reschedules just in the past few days from weddings this year. So the amount of weddings that I'm gonna be shooting this year are slowly going down. One of which was supposed to be a full day with a second shooter, which is one of my bigger packages. And it was only two weeks out from the wedding date and they hadn't paid me the final balance yet. And I was trying to be cool about it because it was like, oh, I haven't been paid in a really long time. So I'm just gonna be chill. I'm that cool photographer. I don't have to like annoy them with an invoice. And then two weeks before their wedding, they were like, hey, um, we really need to be postponed. And I can't, imagine how 
upsetting that would be if your if your wedding where you thought you were having a bunch of guests was two weeks out and you decided that you had to postpone your wedding I cannot imagine what a huge decision that was for them but also I was like oh that's all the money that I was going to get until August so it's it's such a hard time for all parties involved on top of everything else that is still happening to businesses that is also happening to so many of us so I really wanted to send you some love I really wanted to tell you guys about how I'm spending my time because otherwise I would just be watching Korean dramas and drinking kombucha and actually probably still putting out these weekly vlogs that I've been doing. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually going to be editing my third one today, but they're, they're kind of weird. It's like ASMR with a little bit of music and it's just sort of my daily activities. <laughs> kind of weird, but I don't know. What else am I going to do? Thank you guys so much for listening. Please check out the links that I mentioned in the description. I am excited about them. I hope you're excited about them. I hope you are having a great day and I will talk to you soon. Bye guys.